Hi, I'm Nancy Dufresne. Welcome to our podcast channel. We know you'll be blessed by today's message. Last week, I began um, reading to you a segment out of Brother Copeland's magazine. He does, of course, he sends out the, the Believer's Voice of Victory magazine. And I believe this one is, it's from earlier this year. Um, I believe that's right. This is May. Uh, I thought it was earlier. Yeah, this this um, ep- episode, not episode, but this publication was done in May 2021. And he has this title, Keep the Power Flowing. And uh, we know this, that Jesus said to Dad Hagen, he said, when I was on the earth, I was the power of God. And that's why the people thronged me to touch me. When they needed power, they had to get to where I was. But he said, but because the Holy Ghost is now present on the earth, he is the power of God. Isn't it wonderful to know? I mean, he's everywhere. And Jesus said, because the Holy Spirit is everywhere, power is present everywhere. Now, power isn't in manifestation everywhere, meaning it's not uh, doing a work. It's not accomplishing something, but until we add our faith to that power. And so Brother Copeland is teaching on keeping the power flowing because although the power of God is present on the earth because the Holy Ghost is present, um, we want to keep that power flowing. We don't, we don't want to hinder that power. We don't want to cause that power to, uh, be clogged up so that it can't reach our need. And so, uh, I so appreciate what Brother Copeland teaches in this article because it's about how to keep that power flowing. We don't want to be clogging up the power of God. So much of the time, people are not seeing answers to things that they need answers for and they immediately go, well, why isn't God doing something when it's, we need to check our faith pipeline? Are, is our faith pipeline clogged up? Do we have some debris in there? And what's debris? Uh, what about unforgiveness, bitterness, resentment, offense, things like that that faith cannot flow through? And so I want to read, and I began last week, but I want to kind of pick up, and I'll just read the introductory part again that Brother Copeland writes. He said, even though faith in God has the power to move mountains, Even though all things are possible to those who believe and faith in God's word will work in any nation, in any economy and in any circumstance, there is one place where faith will not work. And he writes, faith will not work in an unforgiving heart. So this is so huge for us to recognize because Jesus dealt with this. He said, when you, you can speak to mountains. Mountains will obey you. Things will obey you. Talk to them. Mark eleven twenty three. He's telling us, talk to things. They will obey you. Whosoever shall say unto this mountain, be removed and be thou cast into the sea and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he says shall come to pass. He shall have whatsoever he saith. So in verse 23, he's telling us how to remove things, that things that we don't want in our life, Things that are hindrances, things that are blocking something, he tells us to deal with it by speaking to it. And that he, he's, he's showing us things will obey you, talk to them. And then in verse 24, what things soever you desire, when you pray, believe that you receive them and you shall have them. So basically verse 24 is telling us how to get our desires met. Verse 23, how to get rid of things, remove opposition, remove obstacles. Verse 24, how to get your desires met. And then Jesus goes on in the next verse and says, and when you stand praying, forgive. 
So he's letting us know that the number one thing that will keep your faith working that's spoken of in 23, spoken of in verse 24, is the unforgiveness that's spoken of in 25. He warns us. And so um, we have to make sure that we're not letting things uh, interrupt the flow of faith in our life. And the biggest, one of the biggest things, it's not the only thing, but it's certainly one of the major tripping points for people is unforgiveness. And so um, the thing we have to understand is this, that forgiving someone is not a feeling, it's a choice. And that is so important because someone will say, well, I don't feel like I can forgive them. Well, then you better choose to forgive them since you can't feel like forgiving them. (laughs) Because we don't walk by what we feel. We walk by the choices that we make. And so you choose to forgive someone, not because you feel like forgiving them, but because you know what God's word says about it. And the thing that we have to understand is this. Not only we're not using our faith when we're believing God, we're using God's faith. Mark eleven twenty two. Jesus said, have the faith of God. And then he tells us what that faith will accomplish. Verse 23, it will, it will remove mountains. Verse 24, it will get your desires met. And But the thing is, we're using God's faith. Well, even so, when we go to forgive, we're not using our own ability to forgive. We're using the forgiveness that comes from God. We have his love in us that enables us to forgive. And so... Um, it's so important that we realize that we forgive by choice. And, uh, you know, you can say someone has done this or someone has done that. And when they ask me to forgive them, I'll forgive them. Well, what if they never ask you? You choose to forgive them even before they ask because they may ask for forgiveness. They may not. But you can extend forgiveness toward that situation and let it go out of your life just by choosing to forgive Choosing uh, forgiveness is a choice. You say, Father, I choose to forgive them. And even though, listen, I, I know that there are times that thoughts and memories and uh, the recalls of the mind, the replay of the mind can try to rehearse that. Well, that's where we have to renew our mind and we have to talk to those thoughts. And we say, no, I'm not going to replay in my thought life or in my conversation, how someone did me wrong once I've chosen to forgive them. And so when you do that, uh, know this, that images or memories or pictures, and the, the enemy would certainly love to accuse you, reminding, accuse them to you, reminding you of what they've done. But what you do is you say, no, you have to answer those replays of the mind of how someone did you wrong. You say, no, I've chosen to forgive them and I've forgiven them. Even if the old feelings try to come back of resentment or ill will towards them, you go, no, I choose to forgive them. I've chosen to forgive them and I don't care what feelings try to come. I forgive them because I I forgave them by my choice and that is still my choice. You know, I so appreciate um, something that Brother Copeland writes in this article. He says, over time, you may even forget about unforgiveness you've had towards someone. You may go around making your faith confessions and saying, praise the Lord, thinking everything is fine. But all the while, unforgiveness that you never let go can just still be laying as residue in your spirit. 
and it does damage while it's in there. It destroys your faith. And so the good news is we can get rid of it. And so as a believer, we have the power to forgive anyone for anything, any time, because we have the love of God on the inside of us. And it's with that love that we choose to forgive. Dad Hagen would make this step off this statement often to us. He said, one step outside of love is a step into sin. So he was letting us know that you can't operate in faith and not operate in love at the same time. That when you step outside of love, you stepped into sin and then your faith won't work right. And so uh, we are to let go of unforgiveness so that it doesn't trouble us or harass our life. Um, and as I said, the way I, I've taught it many on many occasions is that faith is a pipeline. And so you know this, that in a water line, you can have things that seep in or break in. I know at, at, at the castle, a home I have, um, the, the, the tree roots broke into the water lines and started clogging up the flow. And so things can, things try to get into your pipeline of faith or just residue of things that you've allowed yourself to meditate on, think on, and they can settle in your spirit and you don't repent of those or you don't release certain things. And those things can just kind of pile up and it stops the flow of faith. The, the, the pipeline of faith has this debris in it. And then when God's power, God's grace, all it can flow through is the pipeline of faith. But if there's debris in there, it's going to hinder the flow of God's power, the flow of God's grace into the situations where we need it. Um, I, I remember, well, let me read something here that Brother Copeland read, uh, writes that I love so much. He talks about how um, instead of flowing through, he could he had this quick vision and he saw that there was debris and there was things that were clogged up in his pipeline of faith. And he said that, he said, God, I don't have any feelings, ill feelings toward anyone. And God reminded him, he said, you remember sometime back when somebody sold your wife something and it was not it was a faulty product, so to speak, and they knew it was and they took advantage of her and you got upset with them about that. And he said, you never repented or forgave them for doing that. And so that had been in there all along. You know, what about relationships of the past? What about things that happened with loved ones that maybe they wronged you in some way? And you have to say, you know what, Father, I choose to forgive them so that you don't recall it. You don't bring it up because there are things that you can really forget that you had an offense or an unforgiveness towards someone. You know, it just kind of goes on. You just kind of go on with life and you kind of forget about that. But that kind of deposits down into your spirit. And I remember years and years, oh, my goodness, 30 or so, 35 years ago or so, that there was someone that was in my life that was, they were, um, well, their words were less than than a blessing and the actions. And I tell you, I, it's not like I had to go through, and let me say this, there's, I didn't have to go through inner healing, so to speak. Um, what do I have to do? I have to release 
and let go of any unforgiveness, any offense, any ill will, any hurt feelings toward them. So I made that choice to do that. I said, Father, I forgive them. But let me tell you what else I did. I took time to pray in the Spirit. And as I took time to pray in the Spirit, it was as though someone... It was like the Holy Ghost, like a vacuum, you know, a vacuum cleaner, the suction of it. It just pulls particles out of the carpet that you don't even see. But the suction of that draws up that unseen debris. And to me, while I was praying in the Holy Ghost, it was like the Holy Spirit sucked out any any uh, really hurtful memory about that relationship, about what was done in that relationship. And it wasn't like I had to carry that baggage from that relationship into the rest of my life because by praying in the Holy Ghost, all of the all of the memory of that even was addressed. It was as though it didn't even happen to me. It was as though it happened to someone else and I could even see that person. I wasn't breathing hard. I wasn't angry. I wasn't offended. The next time I saw them, it was as though they had never done anything wrong. So I want you to know this, that when you choose to forgive someone, you make that choice and you say, I choose to forgive regardless of what I feel. And then take time to pray in the spirit. And what that does, as I said, it just really, it brings refreshing to your spirit and it gets rid of any little animosity. And I will say this when it comes to unforgiveness, that you have to want to not recall it. So, because sometimes people hold on to a memory of something that was done against them so that they can recall it and use it. At a different time, strategically against that person, maybe they go and tell it. Maybe they, um, they rehearse it as a, maybe they use it in an argument with that person. When you choose to forgive someone, that means you can no longer use it against them. And I would say this, a lot of times people, uh, carry around hurtful things in their heart and in their thought life because they rehearse it. They tell it to other people. If you will forgive things and let it, let it be under the blood in the sense that you don't bring it back up, leave it in the past. Every time you talk about something that was hurtful, every time you think about something, turn it over in your mind, you're bringing the past into your present. And I tell you what, to, to have your faith working, you don't want to carry and bring and draw to the top to the surface of your life, all the things that the blood has washed away. You want to leave that in the past. And I tell you, I so appreciate when you look at Paul, listen, you remember Paul's life before he got born again. He thought he was doing God a favor, but he was persecuting Christians. He was agreeing to their persecution and even their murder. And you know what Paul said? He said in Philippians 3, one thing I do, I forget those things which are behind. That's the way you move forward. You quit rehearsing it. You quit talking about it. You lay it at the feet of Jesus. You leave it under the blood of Jesus and you walk off and you leave it there. That unforgiveness, you don't keep talking about it. And I guarantee you, you go to release something and the devil will always remind you and try to bring that back up to you so that you rehearse it. But I tell you, say, no, I've chosen to forgive them and I choose to leave it under the blood. That's not my thought anymore. That's dead and gone. And I tell you, we have to remember this. God chooses to forgive us as we repent. That blood washes us, washes us clean. And what we've done in the past 
is washed away and God doesn't bring it up to use on us. Well, even so, we have to extend that same love towards someone else that we can't draw up the past to use it against someone else. So I want to remind you that all of this is part of the flow of forgiveness and you can do it because the love of God is on the inside of you. You don't have to say, oh God, give me enough love to forgive. The love of God is on the inside of you. If you're born again, that love is in there. And so you choose to draw on that love and lay that love on that difficulty, lay that love on that need. And as you do, I tell you what, it frees you up. And uh, you can live free from things that people have done, things that people have said. And I tell you, I know in pastoring, uh, I've run into a lot of people who had very difficult childhoods. They'd lived childhoods that no child should have to live. But I tell you what, the blood makes the difference. The blood of Jesus makes up for all that. And you can walk free from that and let God build you in such a way that you come into the fullness of the stature of Christ. And so that forgiveness is such a wonderful flow that we're allowed to have in our life that we don't have to live under the cloud of unforgiveness and bitterness and offense, but we let it go. And I tell you, if you want your faith to work, you have to make sure that you that you forgive other people. And so what Brother Copeland taught us in this article that I'm, re- I'm referencing that he would talk about something that Jesus said to him and that when you need to receive something from Jesus, that these, that these words, this is to be our response. I believe I will. I take it. I have it. I thank you for it. And I forgive if I have aught against any. And so I just want you to know you can live free from what people have done or haven't done. Maybe they didn't do what you thought they should have done. And uh, when you forgive them, it, ta- it, it, it keeps you in charge of your life instead of ill feelings uh, pushing your life around. And so we can live free and walk free. You know, there are some people that are facing some physical situations. I know that there are people that, uh, dear ones, part of our congregation that are dealing with COVID symptoms and different ones. Uh, some of you have even been posting as we've been having this uh, Facebook Live tonight that you're facing physical situations and I want to pray with you right now. And while you're sitting right there watching me, I want you to release your faith with me. And so um, just extend your faith. And I, as, as I pray these words, you agree with them. Let your heart agree with these words. Father, I thank you for your power. I thank you that your power belongs to us. And there are precious, precious people watching right now. They're dealing with symptoms. There's pain that's attacked their body, all kinds of disease and sickness and things that you have redeemed us from. And so, Father, I, I agree with them. Your word says that if two on earth agree as touching anything that they ask, it shall be done for them and my Father which is in heaven. So I say, Satan, you take your hands off their body in Jesus' name. Every symptom to leave their body in Jesus' name. And I agree with them in faith for the healing power of God that's present right where they're at. That healing power that's even present on the inside of them because the healer is in them. I speak for that power to flow from the top of their head to the soles of their feet in Jesus' name. For every difficulty, every pain to leave your body. And for you to be completely refreshed. Your strength to be renewed in Jesus' name. And I thank you, Father, for your power that's present and doing a mighty work for them. And Father, say this after me. I forgive if I have aught against any. And I receive 
the flow of God's power because I choose to walk in love. Amen. Hallelujah. I'm so glad you joined us tonight. And uh, as I said, we're going to have our midweek service that starts at 7, 7 p.m. Pacific time. So join us. We'd love to have you uh, log back on and join us for that if you're not able to be here in person. So I love you and I look forward to the next time I get to see you. God bless you. We trust you've enjoyed this message. Visit us at DufresneMinistries.org to learn of our upcoming meetings, share your testimony, become a partner, or visit our online store. This program has been made possible by the friends and partners of Dufresne Ministries.